Hello everybody and welcome back to the Alien vs. Predator Galaxy podcast. This is regular host Aaron Percival. And this is co-host Adam Zeller. And you are listening to episode 110. And we have a familiar voice. You'll be seeing uh, his face for the first time if you're watching the YouTube one. Look at that glorious beard over there. <laughs> Welcome back, Ilphonics Chief Creative Officer, Jared Gerritsen. Hey, guys. Uh, how you doing? Great. Great. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming back because there's plenty of shit for you to... Um, <laughs> you have to talk about now now that you're allowed yeah yeah all the see all the secrets are gone well not all of them but most secrets are out so yeah you know uh, hunting ground's been out nearly two months now month and a half and we've had you back on to talk about one of hunting grounds really surprising and fucking standout inclusions and that is all the lore in it so you know when we heard multiplayer asymmetrical multiplayer the assumption was that the game just it, it wasn't gonna have a story there's not many multiplayer games do unless they're like MMO type things but then you went and blew us all away with the OWLF recordings with Jake Busey and then you can knocked it up another notch with the Dutch tapes with Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. So talk us over Elphonic's decision to include a narrative element within a game that you would not normally expect that in. Well, it definitely strikes to our fandom of, of this. Like, you know, we talked about in the last podcast was, you know, we are fans. I'm a huge fan of Predator. Really, the whole thing was kind of like when we got approved to do this, the the fan the fan muscle just started going flexing harder and harder where it was like okay how do we add story how do we make sense of these things that weren't really brought to the forefront of like what happened to the OWF what happened to Stargazer what happened to Dutch where's all of these things happened you know Jake Busey for example was in the last movie but for three minutes and it's like okay how how can we do this and so we started just really working with Fox and they started just letting us go further and further and further. And it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, these guys are letting us write this stuff. These guys are letting us work with the IP in a greater way than we expected. So we started going like, okay, how can we add to this? And and in F13, we were able to do the Pamela tapes, which was the original Jason's mother that was able to do those things. And so we knew that the fan base really wanted that, but also it was like, how do we step this up? And so, you know, we wrote the backstory of of pretty much everyone that's associated with it. But also in the side, we kept on bringing up like, hey, could we bring Dutch back? And can we bring Arnold back? And a lot of people were like, yeah, okay, kids. Like... You're going to bring Arnold Schwarzenegger back. Okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. And so we wrote this really cool backstory and we worked with Fox to or Century to get it approved and they gave us really great feedback and we worked together on like, okay, here's this crazy timeline and here's what he would have done and and this is, you know, all of this kind of like theory of like how could he be active in this time and, you know, just kind of theory craft it. And that's kind of why like even right now when I think of what we've done, it's just kind of crazy because like it's added to the lore like this is now canon it's it's just bonkers and so then when we did that and then when we got a hold of arnold and and they're like yeah okay we're we're interested and we went through schedules and everything and working with him and then when we actually got it to him and the next day after he read through it we got note that he was super hyped and super excited about the story and then when we met up with him and he just kept on saying like how happy he was with what we did with, you know, his part, it was just this great thing. And then we showed him all the concepts and we went back and forth with, with him on making sure that it's, it was just right. And it looked and felt like him. 
I mean, dude, it, it's it's still so weird. It's still so weird. It's still like it's one of those things where it's like we had to keep it such a secret and it was such a big secret for so long that like it's pushed so deep into all of our souls that like it's almost like, oh, yeah, this got announced. We can actually talk about it now. But it's still one of those things where it's just it's still like such a shocker that it happened. <laughs> you know, it's just it's wild. So, yeah, we're we're extremely proud of it. And for the asymmetrical part of it, it's like, yeah, we we put out a multiplayer game that's very much that. But, you know, what we wanted to do is make a game that people that aren't hardcore, like red versus blue style multiplayer, they could still play it. They could still experience it. They could still be a fan of it and play as a player, play as a fire team, but also get those story elements. And, you know, that's why we made it. So you have to hunt for the OWF tapes with, with Jake, but also you unlock the Dutch tapes with your rank. So it's literally we're we're handing it to you as long as you're ranking up. So it's been lots lots of plans with that stuff. Yeah, the inclusion of Dutch in the game and that he's actually voiced by Arnold is huge. I mean, Aaron and I have a mutual friend that saw the the trailer that was narrated by Arnold and he's like, well, I have to get the the game now. So (laughs) it it was a pretty big surprise. And I guess, can you just tell us more about the genesis of that? Like how the idea even started and how you worked with 20th Century Fox to to bring it to life? I mean, it's definitely like a lot of almost naive thinking like we're game developers we've never been in the movie industry you know when we got predator and we started doing all the brainstorming we kept on saying like hey what about dutch and a lot of people were like yeah 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 you know patting us on the head but people at century were very positive towards it and i feel that big thing that that a lot of people need to really know is the century guys that we work with they're just as big of fans of this franchise as us so i think that there was a lot of internal push from those guys as well to get it approved i mean because like just getting the female predators, for example, like that was those were multiple meetings of like, this is what it's going to what it's going to do. This is what it's going to look like. And so once we proved ourselves with that, I think that they were like, OK, let's see what they could do with Dutch. And so, you know, we worked on that and we got a really cool story. And I think what it was is like originally it was like, well, if we can't get Arnold, we'll put it in like text files and we'll let people read it. And, you know, it'll be it'll be kind of cool. But, you know, I think what happened was it formed people internally on on both sides got really excited. We reached out to to Arnold's people and Arnold was in a good space to be able to do it. Like he was just, I think he was just announcing doing Predator or Terminator. And so it was like, yeah, why, why don't I do Predator maybe? But like, it was just one of those things where like, you know, here's, here's a schedule, here's all the terms. And we were able to get into that. And then people started going like, wait a minute, this is actually going to happen. And so we got him that story and, you know, then it was just a matter of timing and schedules. And, you know, he is an extremely busy guy. Like he's he's still so hyperactive with everything that he does. And we were able to get a window and we got in and, and met him. And, you know, some of the sentry the guys were able to come. And it was just this thing where it's like, holy shit, we actually have Arnold here to read this these Dutch lines. And and honestly, I don't know I don't know what would have happened if we didn't get Arnold because like just putting text file in without his likeness, without a that that would have been great for like the hyper fan. But the person that's like, okay, it has to be Arnold. It has to be his likeness. It has to be all those. Those those all aligned. And it was just kind of one of those those moments where it was like if you <laughs> if you have a little bit of naive thought and you have just a lot of passion and you try 
and you you get the right people and you have the right idea, I feel like almost anything can happen now. And, you know, it's it is one of those crazy parts where we're now just going like, wow, we we brought this back. What what else can we do? And that's 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 what a lot of this this next, you know, the the pipeline and the the roadmap for the game is going to continue to move forward. We're, we're we're still writing a ton. We're still trying to figure out other things that we can do to kind of bring this this whole franchise IP even farther. And and it's been really great to be a, just a part of it, let alone um, being able to pitch some of my own crazy ideas. So the the idea to bring at least Dutch into it was was that always there then? Even if you, you know, I mean, I know you said doing tapes might not have been quite as good or whatever. Not tapes, um, written logs. Sorry, but the the idea to at least feature the character of Dutch that that was always always there. It was always the kind of naive like Arnold. I mean, it was like at the end of any meeting, I think that we would just kind of have a running joke of like, yeah, uh, you know, what about Dutch? And it was just kind of like that was just almost like the little kid that's constantly bugging their parents. And they're like, OK, 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 we can go to Disneyland if you do this and this and this. And, you know, and that's that's kind of the best way that I can describe it is like we as a group, us and the Century guys were like, OK, how do we how do we make this the best scenario? How do we how do we make him active because I definitely feel like we as a group were like, we can't just make him the voice. Like that was one of the ideas is like making him the narrator in, in your head or something like that. Instead of um, Zeus. Yeah. Or just like a secondary to Zeus or a secondary to whatever, just like being able to hear Arnold. But, you know, then more and more, it was like the the group and us were like, you know, he should be active. He should still be hunting. He should still be doing, you know, all these things. And, you know, a lot of kind of like, what if we do this and what if we do that? It, it just worked. And honestly, I, I don't know what, what what we would have done if, if Arnold did not come come on board. I really don't. Like, I don't know. I think that we would have just dealt with the fan base. And, and it's the funniest part is when we announced the game and we did all the way to launch of course, any fan of Predator that we interviewed with and and I think you guys even said, asked a question is like, what about Arnold? What about any other cast? And our cheeky way of kind of, you know, getting past is like, well, they're all dead. You know, we can't bring the dead back. You know, how how do you do that? <laughs> I think everyone just looked at that as like, oh, well, maybe Arnold's dead. Maybe, you know, everyone's dead. And so we were able to get past that. And then also, you know, it's like it, it was just it sat in secret for almost a year that like, yeah, we have him. And, you know, so many people asking about Arnold is like, oh, God, I want to be able to tell you, but can't. You know? <laughs> so I really don't know what, what it would have done if we didn't get him is, is really what I'm getting at is like, you know, he was always talked about because anyone that would do a Predator game would want Arnold to be a part of it. That's a fan that grew up with it. So, you know, it was just us bringing it up, us us really grinding. And I mean, you know, Chuck and Shannon are a group that was constantly pushing, constantly working with Arnold's people and getting everything approved. And then, you know, the Fox and Sony guys that were constantly getting all that. Like, it wasn't just like, OK, we got Arnold cool done. It was like just getting timing, getting all those things. So the entire time we're, we're just like digging our nails in the chair like, oh, God, how are we going to get all this to work? But it worked and you know kids positive thinking gets you a lot farther than being negative and and just not thinking that you're going to get it so i definitely feel like that was really the the crux of it all is just like we needed to do it we wanted to do it we're such a huge fan of him and such a huge fan of the ip that like that's the best way to do it 
even if you wouldn't have got Arnie, it would have still been fucking huge that you were you were even using the character. This is yeah. the first time he has been in anything yeah. since the movie. It, there was an oblique reference to him in one of the books, and the dude yeah. got away with that simply because he didn't name it as, exactly. as being Dutch. So when the game rolled out and, and I was listening to Jake Busey talk about fucking Dutch, I was I was floored at that point. <laughs> You know that they yeah. were even telling that story yeah. through 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 Jake through um, Sean Keys. So fucking just win 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 win. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was it was it's been a, it's been a tough year of secrets. Like I think I, I could I could be told that aliens actually do exist, and I think I could probably keep that secret now. So um, <laughs> yeah, I mean even just getting Jake getting him into the studio was awesome, and just talking to him about his experience with the movie, but also you know his dad and you know him reading that stuff. It was really cool because Jake is a he's a professional actor. Like I think that like most people just think of like actors as okay, this is an actor does whatever. But like him coming in, he never we we didn't give him the script prior. He did most of those recordings on like his first take. And he was able to put in that emotion and everything just by reading it. And when he got to the Dutch stuff, he's like he kind of stops and, he, and he's like, wait, Dutch, like Arnold Dutch. And, and, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we're, you know, we're bringing, we're bringing Dutch back. And he's like, what? And he was just super, hyped. <laughs> he was super excited. And, you know, it was really cool. Cause then he went through more and more and more. And then like in between like the, the different drives that he did, he would stop. He's like, that's really cool. Like, you know, you guys are really bringing him back. And so, you know, go to the next one is like, you know, reading that stuff. And after we were done, he and I hung out for like a few hours just at the recording studio and just talking about predator and talking about everything and and you know i i was giving him the rundown of like yeah we're bringing arnold back he's going to be doing this and he's like oh that's super cool you know and it, was, and it was really neat to have someone that was you know a part of this and honestly i feel like jake is kind of like the son of gary Busey, who's like you know a major fixture in in the in the ip and then him being a piece of it as well and you know i think that that was the big thing is when i saw that he was going to be a part of the movie i was so hyped for something that he you know just like oh this is going to be great and he's in it for three minutes like okay cool well you know let's let's get to work and let's get let's get him to be you know i want to get him to be the son of peter keys the kid that grew up in this world and knows everything and so you know there's there's still a lot more that we want to do with that he i feel can be the the you know the the narrator and the and the voice for such a, a huge thing so there's hopefully a lot of a lot more that we'll do with him yeah, I thought the the narrative you set up through the tapes with his character was was great. And it, it really went into his character and his relationship with his father in that world more than I was hoping to see with with the Predator. But like you said, they, they didn't show too much of that. So, no, I, I loved his narrative element. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like on the outside, being a fan of this, of this, like, I understand why people are like, I wanted a single player. It's like, I want to, I want more story. I wanted to be told more. I want this and that. Like, that's why, you know, I feel the other part of my brain was like, I'm the step back. What would I really want from this that we can do? You know, we couldn't make a ton of cinematics. We couldn't make a ton of AI and like hours and hours and hours of, of, of story, but we could make audio files that are well done and well written. And that that was, you know, what we were able to do with our time and the amount of time and, and budget that we had was, you know, I feel the best spent for what we could do with that narrative and me being a fan and us all being fans of like, how can we align these things? How can we make everything kind of this cohesive move forward with the universe? Like, you know, the Stargazer 
how is stargazer now bad guys? How are they, you know, what are they doing? And there's a lot of that that still is, is, is being told. And, you know, like Zeus is actually Scott Devlin in the book. For those of, of you that, that aren't aware, the, the book that came out is a, a backstory that we wrote of like who Zeus was. And because like the big thing was like, OK, so we've got a guy that's in my ears while I'm seeing predators, while I'm supposed to be on a normal mission. And then a predator shows up like, how is this guy not freaking the hell out? Oh, okay. <laughs> We need to allow this guy to understand that that there is a bigger world. He might have seen some shit. And and so that's what we really wanted to do with Zeus is like he's in that world. He's met Dutch. He's you know, he knows about predators, but because he's so high level military that, you know, they do keep secrets. You know, there's a lot of top secret information that he knows that he can't share. It's it's, you know, need to know basis for the this fire team. And so we'll evolve all of that as well. So in, in Stalking Shadows, then, is Devlin's, the unit that he initially sort of works for, is that essentially what Voodoo is? You know, these cleanup, special forces cleanup teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less. Because we didn't know much about what Dutch's team was in Predator 1, we wanted to have some some sort of vibe of that where it's like, in the arc of it, it's like, who are these, you know, cleanup group? What is the branch or the PMC group that Dutch would have, would have been a part of? So that's kind of what we made Voodoo out of. We wanted to make Devlin a part of that for a while until he kind of became this Overwatch operator. And so he's seen it. He's been a part of it. And so in the book, there's that storyline that they went with. And, you know, what we did was working with that group is we just gave them everything that we had been writing just for backstories for everyone. And, and then they they ran with their story. And honestly, I think it turned out really good for you know the work that they that they were able to do with uh you know kind of like these vacuums of everything that we've been working on so we're not too massively involved with them then it was just a case of here's everything we've written for our purposes yeah 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 so we had had like the dutch tapes written we've had we had devlin's backstory written we had a bunch of the other the other elements and we kind of gave them a a high level of here's our you know kind of a almost like a a a universe arc that we've been working on and so you know they they took that and and wrote their story off that so is zeus then do, do you have a bigger game plan for him within the narrative of the game then with zeus he is it's it's a weird one zeus Luckily enough, the voice actor, Scott, uh, Mr. Sark, is is a personal friend of mine. And so I pretty much wrote I wrote what I wanted the game to have first. And then we figured out what to do with him, with his backstory and everything like that. And you know that kind of comes to the thing of what does the community, what does the fan base think of? Like, I don't really think of anything more than the game and what, what affects the game. But if people are like, oh, this was, you know, this was a great book. I'd love to see, you know, another version of what's going on between X and Y with Zeus or how he becomes Zeus and, and all that. But, you know, that's that stuff that I'm allowing other people to kind of run with. But as far as him in the game, like we have him, we, we plan on adding more stuff to him. I think that people are more interested in what Jake and Arnold and, and other key people are, are doing versus like this, you know, fresh, new, non-theatrical person. And I think that the book did did it right, you know, and, you know, we just kind of will let other people run with that, really. Fair enough. So talking Arnie, though, back on Arnie, you got to be in the studio when, when he was there, when he was recording his fucking lines. How surreal was that day? Dreamlike, honestly, because it was, yeah, I mean, years of talking about it, 
and then prepping and getting approvals and getting timelines and and then the countdown of like, okay, he can do this window. And then us getting there and us not being able to tell literally anyone like that was the last thing that we wanted to do is have it get leaked. And he did talk about it. And but that's also that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You let Arnold Schwarzenegger do what he wants to do. So uh, <laughs> how, how was it like in the office when that came out? Uh, you know what? It was one of those things where when it happened, the article got sent around to everyone and a lot of people were like it's, <laughs> it's arnold it's 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 it would be one thing if, if it was me or someone you know accidentally saying it offhand in an interview and then people going and running with it but it coming from arnold you know while he's talking about how he started to watch it and then he he just sat through the entire movie and then he you know he talks about the game like he really does have a have a passion for Predator, which was really amazing. And it was very apparent when he came in, his guys were there and they're like, okay, who's the director of this? And I was like, okay, that that would be me. And it's like, okay, come and talk with Arnold about this. And it was just like, yeah, what? You know, and like <laughs> my brain honestly shrunk and I my my heart stopped beating for about 30 minutes as he and I talked about it. And he was like, this is awesome. You know, I loved what you guys did with this. And, you know, he was just so, so happy. And he got what we were pushing for. We were we were pushing for a very respectful show of of what this ultra superstar is like. You know, there's I would say right now the equivalent maybe to Arnold and we'll see in 20 years would be like The Rock. The Rock is huge. He's larger than life right now. And Arnold is bigger and longer standing than The Rock. And like most people would freak the shit out of, of, you know, seeing The Rock. But like this is Arnold. So it's like in my head, it's just like, you know, just rattling like, oh, my God, don't say anything stupid. Don't say anything that's going to. You know, <laughs> and and so like, you know, we just talked about it. And then he's like, OK, you know, I'm, I'm good. And, you know, we shut all the doors and we started recording and he just banged out the Dutch tapes first. And, you know, it's one thing when you're writing it and, you know, to be completely frank, who doesn't do a, a terrible Arnold impersonation? <laughs> so when we were working on this and when the writing team would give, you know, so it's like I would write stuff, we'd give it to Jordan and Chris and Chris would do a lot of great, really good dialogue with it. And then we'd go back and forth. And so when I would get it back after a couple of people touched it and kind of, you know, did all this massaging, you know, I would read it in his voice. So I felt like I knew what I was going to be in store for. But when Arnold's actually reading it, like you're getting goosebumps, you're kind of like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. And, and that was that was exactly what it was like. It was just literally like, you know, childhood hero reading the stuff that you and your team wrote. One is is fucking insane. Like, that's the only way that I can describe it. It was just so insane to have him doing that. But then also just like his inflections and tone and everything that he was doing. It was just like, holy crap, he's actually doing this. But it sounds like any action movie. It sounds like that stuff. And then when we got into his VO for the playable character, he would say something and it would just like it was just like a, a needle going into your brain like, oh, God, that was Arnold. That was fucking Arnold. That was that was, that was him saying get to the chopper. Oh, my God. You know, it's like that type of stuff or like yelled reloading or something like that. And it was just that perfect Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. And it was just like, this is so cool, you know, and then that all being done. And we got to take a break with him for for like an hour or so. And we just hung out and we talked about it and we talked about where it would go. And he gave us, you know, little anecdotes and, and stories of on the set and like just him talking about Predator. It was really just amazing. And, you know, it just became apparent that he liked the franchise still loved the franchise still and really liked what we were doing with them. And it was just like this, this really cool thing where it's just like, 
like I felt everyone in the room that worked so hard was vindicated for all the hard work that we did and for everything that we tried to do and was amazingly in, in the long run successful. And yeah, it is one of those things where it's like, I kept on going like, okay, all of those Predator movies that were done, all, all this Predator stuff, like this is the first time that he's coming back. And it's and it was just kind of like, wow, we, we did something really cool. We did something really big. And it was just like super, super proud beyond prop you know this game is constantly it's it's constantly evolving like you know two months ago what it was to what it is now the updates and everything that we're doing all of the new dlc and content that we're going to be putting out over the next months is just going to make the game better but it is one of those things where it's like do i wish i could have had seven years and this massive budget and all of this great stuff of course who wouldn't want that but for what we were able to do for what we had you know i'm i'm so proud of what we did and um you know getting arnold to be a part of it was it's just it's just a major coup boom yeah there you go yeah did um did he have much input into you know when you sent him all the bits and bobs and and he read it over i mean did he did he feedback much to you and like any suggestions or anything or was it all just this fucking brilliant boys let's just (laughs) (laughs) um there there were feedback there was feedback from him with pretty much everything really you know i think that there were there was a lot more on his look and feel of the character. There was a lot more on just the visual of, of him that they were that they were working on just to get him perfect. And we used photos, but you know, that's the thing. It's like photos versus a guy that looks at that face in the mirror is totally different. But on the recording, there were some things that he was like, Hey, what about this? And and so we, we kind of mushed things around and and uh and did that. But you know, he came in and I can't remember, honestly, it was so long ago when we recorded this. He might have redlined a few things, but I can't remember, you know, offhand what it what it was or anything like that. It's really cool from going from these actors, like true actors that are just like they will read whatever line that they're given, but they will put in this special sauce to it. So honestly, we could have had a terrible we could have we could have just been like, here's the worst script in the world. Arnold Schwarzenegger, read it, please. And it would sound fucking awesome. Like, that's the thing. (laughs) It's magical. So, you know, I'm just happy that we had something really solid and really good that I'm extremely proud of ourselves for making. But then when he reads it, it's like it just becomes that much better. He could have just been reading a a, a laundry list and people are like, oh, tell me more, Arnold. This is amazing. Just say get to the chopper. I don't care anymore. You know, <laughs> you're selling the script there. You're selling it, Jared. <laughs> One of the other things that I really loved in the Arnie stuff was was the ambience. Was was all the, the oh, various yeah. bits and pieces. I lit up a cigar like in every segment. Was that Arnie? No. Sucking on now. That was our audio guy. Uh, that was our audio guy. He like and and to be completely frank with you on that, I did not know we were adding the Foley to that extent until I heard it pretty much like a week or two before we we shot out and like our audio guy is he's he's just fucking great and he took that and made it so cool but like yeah i thought it was just going to make it kind of a quiet room you know maybe add the the flip of us that but like he just went so so deep with that and he actually he's been he's been in the industry for quite a long time i believe he actually worked on one of the avp games and so he's he's been a just the dude that came and did so much awesome audio with us like he was with us in the in the woods in the uk firing uh, machine guns and recording all of those and getting all the audio he's been with us the entire process and he's just added so much if you close your eyes and play this game it, it sounds amazing too so he, he did a great job Hats off to him for the. Uh, the we didn't want to waste out. the, the X minutes to have Arnold flip the slider. <laughs> completely frank, like we were, we wanted to make sure that all of his spoken stuff was was the true key. I like that. 
So you, you mentioned Arnie's input into um, the character design. How involved were you in that sort of process? You know, were there stories to go with that badass mask on his arm or, or the gauntlet on his wrist? I mean, does that work in the law? Is he just is is Arnie holding on to that for the moment where he picks up a plasma caster off somebody's back? I got to smile with that because it was it was one of those things where we got the we got the story done first because that was like the linchpin of like if we don't have a story then we can't get it approved then we can't get Arnold then we blah 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 so we had the story done so you know we had like the fact that he was hunting predators that he was doing everything that he was doing that he was bioengineering himself that he was part of you know this group and so when we're like okay we need to get the concept ready our concept artist that we've been using is this super talented guy out of Russia that uh, Tramel has found and he is the guy guy that designed I believe almost all of our predators and so it's like yes give it to Ivan and you know Tramel and I talked about it's like okay we need to give him like a paragraph of of what it would be so it's like we had like his scar which of course you know that's very reminiscent of you know some other uh, creatures that had a scar from another movie Um, (laughs) and so you know it's like let's let's have it so he he had that that's because of female predator that we wrote into it and you know what what is she and there's a lot of that stuff and then you know here he's taking out predators and I wanted to make him essentially slowly becoming a predator himself. So he would take trophies the way that predators would. And what's mm-hmm. the, you know, what, what are the most iconic things? So it's like, oh yeah, he would totally kill a predator and take his risk on it. He would totally kill a predator and put a, a helmet on him because that is, in my opinion, for the predator race, it's like, you know, these are trophies, but they're also symbols of how badass they are. And, you know, so if a predator is in the jungle and sees Dutch, that should make him pucker a little bit seeing a a (laughs) helmet on his shoulder and a wrist gauntlet. And he's got he's got a a wrist blade knife. It was like we just said, like, he should be this age. Here's some photos of him from from current day. Let's do this and that. You know, of course, I needed to give him a beard. Here's a scar. Here's let's put some trophies on him. And honestly, within a day or two, we got what what we got. And it was just so cool because just knocked it out of the park almost instantly. And we gave Arnold's people. Here's here's what he looks like. Here's all of the stuff. And and they were just super hyped on it. So, yeah, I was definitely got to be a part of that as well. And, you know, Tramel and his team just took that story idea and everything and just ran with it. And, uh, you know, I personally love what what happened with it, like how he looks. I just hope that people take what what we did with that and goes like, oh, man, this this kind of reverse human predator style could be something that that hopefully catches in the in the IP and fan base, really. Yeah, definitely. So with the game, one of the things that really surprised me is, especially considering that it's a multiplayer-focused game, is just how big the contributions to the lore of the franchise were. And I wanted to talk about one of the biggest course corrections with OWLF and Stargazer. You know, when the Predator, the last movie came out, Stargazer was the Predator hunting organization that took center stage, replacing OWLF from Predator 2. And James Moore's prequel novel tried to tie all that in with the OWLF having been folded into the organization in a cost-saving effort. Hunting Grounds lore has leaned towards a more nefarious angle for Stargazer, with them essentially usurping OWLF. And now OWLF is back. Why did Hunting Grounds take this road? You need to have a bad guy in a video game, right? <laughs> and, uh, 
And, you know, it, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, what makes the most sense here for a bad guy organization that would be grounded in the universe? Like we could have been like, bad guys named Cobra come in and they're doing X, Y, and Z and they're the bad guys. But it, I don't feel like it would have made much sense. You know, I feel that Stargazer versus OWF in the universe was you know, they, they folded it and, it, you know, we know enough about bureaucratic stuff where it's like, let's privatize this group. Let's make it this other thing. And I do feel like we read a lot into in between the lines where it's like at the end of the movie, we'll just kind of nerd out a little bit at the end of the movie, that group that they were a part of was in a military base. There are American flags there. They're wearing military uniforms, American military uniforms. They're not wearing black suits. So I took that as like, okay, after a group like OWF gets folded because of budget cuts, because they're not actively finding alien spacecraft or anything like that, a group like Stargazer could form as long as they're able to privatize. But they were, <laughs> they were such bad guys that after this would happen, I would see it as like, okay, so Stargazer goes and kills a bunch of people, goes and blows up a bunch of stuff, ran by a bunch of bad guys. One of them dies. There could be who knows how many more in the structure, but it was like, okay, these guys would get everything pulled because it was such a, a clusterfuck. But an active US military guy is like, hey, I'm over here. I've got a gigantic dead predator. I've got a dog that's alive, and then I have a crashed spaceship. I think the U.S. government would be like, "Okay, let's reenact. <laughs> let's re let's yeah. let's find some budget somewhere from a black from a black book and put it into that." So I took that as like OWF would be reinstated because OWF was like a CIA group. It wasn't a privately held group. It was U.S. And so that's what made me feel that OWF would come back into into full effect. And then Stargazer being those bad guys that are are clearly privatized would go off and try to take that information to weaponize whatever they needed to do. And so that's what the idea of the whole thing was, is Stargazer or what was Stargazer breaks off, goes to whatever country would allow them to, to operate. And then they are now actively essentially setting up traps and trying to mine or farm alien technology to then retrofit or sell to the highest bidder or to try to privatize. And so that's kind of the, the good and evil that, that we added back into the, into the world, because the matter of fact is at the end of that movie, there's just so much alien technology for the first time that the U S government getting that, even though it was on, it was filmed in Canada. So it would have been the Canadian government <laughs> actually got it, but you know, that, that would have made it. So a massive amount of money would get thrown back into our off world, you know, tracking and, and everything like that. So I felt that OWF made sense to come back and Jake Busey being such a key part to, I feel the universe being the son of Peter Keys. And so, you know, we just kind of like, this is what would make sense to us. And I uh, worked with Fox or Century back and forth on just getting that whole thing. And, and they, they went for it, which was pretty freaking rad. We had to make sense of it. And being hyper fans, it's like, okay, what makes sense from the bad guys that we need in a video game should be this. And, you know, what what do we do? That's good guys or, or shadow, which would be the OWF. The fire team is a splinter group or a PMC of sorts, uh, the way that that Dutch and his group were. So they're essentially hired to go in and do these operations. And OWF operates in its own wing, essentially still, and, you know, listens to all of the chatter and everything. So that's why at the end of the game, 
if you kill the predator, you're holding off the predator as the stargazer and the PMCs or the bad guy gorillas are trying to essentially kill it or blow it up because they don't want you to take it back because that's why they're there is to essentially farm all that stuff. So it's kind of like the world that we've been living in is like, okay, how do we make these gameplay mechanics make sense with the story? How do we make the story make sense with the gameplay mechanics? And I think that we did some really cool stuff with it. It, it, it turned out pretty awesome, I feel. Yeah, as fans, Aaron and I have been talking that it's great to see OWLF back at like the forefront of the the shadowy predator tech collecting organization. And it was interesting how you elaborated on Stargazer becoming like a extraterrestrial black market arms dealer kind of operating out of, out of South America. So narratively, I, th- I think it works really well for the franchise. One of the things in the tapes that made us sit up a little was the whole aspect of Dutch healing following his encounter with the female Predator. I mean, this personally reminded me of uh, a number of story elements in the comics and even the game Predator Concrete Jungle had that angle a little bit. So what was the inspiration for this? Honestly, it was Concrete Jungle. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was one of those things where the story always stuck in my head of, I forget his name, using Predator DNA to be essentially Hunter Borgia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to be to be that timeless monster. And so when we were once again, it's like, how do we make Dutch not a colonel, you know, sitting behind a desk? How do we make him actively being able to hunt predators because we wanted to make him playable? So it was like, okay, what can we do here? And the amount of predator comic books and YouTube lists and all of that is is just, you know, I have so much essentially predator like, oh, we could connect this and connect this and connect this was like, you know, we can take the predator DNA that hasn't been really touched much and we could make it so that's the thing that's allowing Dutch to be still an active badass. And that was the key part. That was definitely pulled from the Concrete Jungle game was the idea of what does the DNA do? What could it do? You know, these these creatures like a young blood is still like a couple hundred years old. So it's like the idea of these creatures being almost timeless. And there's so many crazy theories. And, um, you know, it's like, were they from Earth? Did they leave Earth before humanity formed into humanity? Are they from other things? Yada, yada, yada. Like all of those crazy theories, but not even theories because they're in books and, and in canon in some way. It's like, okay, so how do we make it so Dutch could be timeless like a predator? It is one of those things where I do feel like he's he has been moved into kind of like this, you know, perfect thing would be Dutch Arnold is an alpha human and he would be, you know, that that prototype essentially. And so, you know, that's kind of what we went for it is uh, he's able to stay active. He's not stopping in age. He's just slowing down. He's still you know, able to do what he needs to do to be able to hunt these guys. I pulled a lot from every element that I possibly could. Like I didn't, I feel like moving forward with the future, if anyone else grabs this, this franchise, I hope that they do the same thing that we did where it's like, okay, grab these pieces, make, you know, these things make sense and just keep on moving. And, you know, I feel like that's how you do an IP correctly, really is uh, you, you, you take what's there, you evolve it with what makes sense and you just keep on going. Rather than continually resetting. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't see why people called the last movie a reboot. I don't know if they were doing that just to make people think that. But I feel that movie was an evolution because they even talked about it. They even had things from other movies in the showcases. So it's like they took what they wanted from that. They made what they wanted. We took from that movie and from all the other pieces and made what we what we needed to make for for this uh, for this game and for for it to make sense, really. I think it's just misuse of terminology, to be honest. Yeah, more of a soft reboot that Hollywood is into yeah. these days. 
Well, I think people tend to use reboot in place of reinvigoration. Right. We were recently surprised by the leaking, and as of recording, the announcement of the Alpha Predator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is based on one of uh, NECA's upcoming figures, their 100th celebration figure. We noticed in the lore descriptions in some of the, the leaked videos that they actually reference the figure's background info. So I guess this is a bit of a two-part thing. You know, can you, A, tell us about bringing the Alpha Predator to the game? And B, how involved you've been with the other license holders like NECA? And uh, I, I know you mentioned Titan briefly, but but what about things like Dark Horse as well? You know, has there been any communication there? So we were at New York Comic Con and, you know, we were showing at the booth. And so, you know, why not go and talk to other people that, that were licensees? And so just went around and introduced myself and shared cards. So we made connections with a, a bunch of guys and, and Randy from NECA was there. And Randy and I would talk back and forth. And then we started sharing what we were doing and giving them kind of an understanding of what's moving forward with everything. And then they showed me Alpha. And I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. Because like the Alpha Predator is, I feel kind of like what we did with the game. Like they took a bunch of different elements from it. And then they took the old school Van Damme Red, Red Lobster character. And then they made it into a, an asset. And that just got me so excited because like we all we all like to laugh at the, you know, the original Predator. But like they made it red. They added all those elements to it. So I just got so excited because I hadn't seen anything like that. You know, he's all white, but he has that really cool, just never before seen armor. And so I was like, dude, can we put this into the game if we could figure out how to find the budget for it? They're like, yeah, let's do it. And so we set up everything that we needed to do with all of the different different groups. But I really wanted it to be something where we paid homage to NECA because of what they've done for this IP, I feel. Like they've been moving forward with the Predator franchise for so long. Like I've got a couple NECA toys that I'm just like, you know, I need this because I'm a huge fan of Predator. So it's like, I need that Jungle Hunter. I need that 12-inch City Hunter. I need <laughs> I need that Shane Black action figure. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, it's like what they've done, I wanted to I wanted to do something with them. And so right now you can go and get the alpha toy and then it comes with a PlayStation code that you unlock that predator uh, with that code. And, um, you know, it's it's really kind of cool. And, you know, we we want to we want to keep on moving with everyone that we can. You know, if, if Titan comes and says, hey, we want to do some stuff, we, of course, will listen, you know, listen to him and, and all the other IP holders is like when it comes to fans on fans, it's like you guys and us. It's like, you know, talking with Randy and just like, oh, this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to do. And we're, you know, sharing what we're doing. It's like that kind of fan excitement uh, just really kind of puts you on the same wavelength. So it was like just us doing alpha would just made it made a ton of sense. And so, yeah, it, it was just like a really cool grouping. We, we have talked to the Dark Horse guys a few times. We did the comic book um, Predators. I've gotten some early, early stuff from them. And yeah, it's just been it's been really cool just being part of the Predator family with all those guys that have been doing what they've been doing for years and years and us to kind of just be the, the guys that have been adding to it. But yeah, it's been it's been cool. It's been really cool. So uh, Alpha is a completely off your roadmap kind of thing. You know, it's not one of the it's not what was originally envisioned. It just came about of the, yeah. the communication. Yeah, actually, it's. He he was kind of like one of those things where it's like uh, I went to our director, Tremel and said, hey, check this guy out. And we have our roadmap and we found 
time to to put him in. So he's not part of the actual roadmap. He's he's part of his own just addition. And we're we're actually doing a lot more of that stuff. Gotcha. So though the game isn't narratively driven, it still features a mini narrative through the objectives and they usually revolve around Stargazer being a disruptive element and the Predator involvement becomes incidental. With the tapes pushing the Predator lore forward, will we start to see the objectives evolve too and the fire team become more knowledgeable about the wider story taking place? That is something that we've talked about a lot. I really don't know yet. Like it, it is it is one of those things where it's... Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, do we add more Predators focused missions into yes. the current things? And do we yes, yeah, do it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things where there's been a lot of talks on that. And and we're trying to figure a lot of that out as as we evolve. There are so many plans of moving forward that, you know, we are we are trying to figure a lot of that stuff out. Yeah, it's it's definitely being talked about quite a bit. You guys bringing it up is is not the first time and I'm sure it won't be the last, but we are moving forward. Like we we want to evolve it. The big thing is like allowing new players to kind of have that and or we just say fuck it, you should have you should have been playing from the beginning. Like All the, right. <laughs> the plan is like I think I think it is kind of just like a game industry standard where it's like if you didn't play it at the early and you play it like a year later after it's been out for a while, like it's just so big and robust. That's kind of what I think we just need to kind of, you know, treat it as is like you played the game the first week or if you never played it and you get it, you know, six, nine months later and it's just bigger then it's just a better, you know, a better game for you to buy into, I guess. I agree with you. And we're thinking about a lot of that stuff for sure. Yeah. One of the things Aaron and I noticed from the beginning was that Predator ship in the tutorial level. And we're like, that's such a cool ship model. It's got to appear again in some form. Yeah, it is a cool model. It is a cool model. I want to go in there as a mission <laughs> to retrieve that down ship and fight off some predator coming to retrieve it himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing for me is I do want more predator focused stuff around the objectives. Mm -hmm. It is definitely noted. It is definitely noted. I mean, it, it is it is a great part that we are taking a lot of that that information. And, and I and I do agree with you. I've tried to stay away from like hardcore lore just because that's something that's like deeper. You get into that. The, the, the 1%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck, I'm trying to figure out what what this clan is and, and all of that stuff. Like that's that's <laughs> that's deep. That's like, you know, me going and tying myself to a, a typewriter for six months to try to figure that stuff out. But uh, I always I always felt like human to predator, you know, sign language makes a lot of sense. But I, I have always felt like they must not click. They just have asthma. That's why they're clicking. <laughs> I, a, a part of a part of the high level theory. And I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but I, I'm going to give you a little bit of insight on on what I was thinking for how the clicking and how him making noise or the predators making noises when they're not cloaked, they are normal. When they're cloaked, they're clicking and they're making that noise. The way that I explained it in gameplay and for the reason in gameplay is when you're not cloaked, you're ultra silent. When you're cloaked, you're you're making the clicks and you're you're chirping. The reason for for it is the cloaking is actually kind of painful to them. Okay. So that's why they're making that noise. Is it's not because they're you know asthmatic or anything like that. It's just they're cloaking and it's kind of you know just making them uncomfortable. So they're you know just kind of doing their thing. And that's kind of what I was how I went to explain Justified. it and justify. And so, you know, I, I don't know if people noticed it, but you know, that's how deep, that's, that's how deep 
we've been thinking about the gameplay with everything. That's cool. And on the back of all that, will we be seeing any more lore recordings with future DLC? We are writing a lot of stuff, and I hope that we figure some 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 more additions to it. We left a lot of holes on purpose. That's all on that. <laughs> well, we will be anticipating that then. Right, right. It's good to hear regardless anyway. Yeah. It's just nice to know that there's yeah. this stuff coming. That's my candy. You know, that's the stuff that we get to like, okay, guys, let's talk about this and this. Let's figure out this stuff. And and so like I've got a really good group of, of people that we brainstorm and throw out crazy ideas. You know what would be really interesting would be Dark Horse at the minute are putting out, I think it's probably some of their best Predator stuff yep. with the Hunter Hunt- series. Yeah. Those are really and Hunters Three has just reintroduced Dutch's brother. Dutch's brother. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's been looking for Dutch for a, a long time? A long time. So, yeah, yeah. So go on, get get those ones hooked uh, <laughs> up. Yeah, I mean, and and that the the crazy part is like I can only theorize because I I haven't really talked much with the original staff from that. But like, if you think about it and you look at the timeline, the Predator Concrete Jungle comic was what, 1990? It was before Predator 2. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah, so there was nothing. They were like that like initial, you know, thing. And then them adding, you know, then two coming out and not having anything with the Schaefers, but them bringing his brother and it's just like all of that really cool stuff. And I always always wondered what they were going to do with his brother. So I honestly haven't got three yet i i've just you know i did one and two and it's just been quite busy so i haven't read series three but i i did know that they were bringing um dutch's brother back and so that's the time that's the kind of that's where i get to be like you guys like oh sweet you know i'm gonna find out stuff that i didn't know even though i'm deep in this universe it's like there's there's still so many different angles that everyone can go it's really cool well that's actually everything from adam and i but we do have just a few further questions from members of, of the AVP Galaxy community. So the Shuriken would like to know more about how you envision the Huntresses within Predator society. I have not dove into anything off-world. You know, I feel like that is that's something that like wasn't really necessary for us to figure out with the with with the game. That's like comics and novelists and and all of those other guys. Your mind's got to wonder though, surely. When you're coming up with this stuff, you've got to have these certain images embedded. Yeah, that's the thing because there's there's so many different angles of it. You know, there's there's some books that are saying that you know the predators came from Earth and they're uh, hermaphroditic and they're able to like switch genders out of we fly. We ignore those ones though. Sure, but, but <laughs> Homeworld a- and Forever Midnight are ignored. Yeah, and, and but that's the thing. It's like there's so many of those, and then there's like going deep into the Bad Bloods and all of the other stuff where there's like enforcers, and then there's space predator cops. My head has stayed on Earth to allow myself to just focus on this and, and what it would be. Because as soon as I start thinking off world, then it's like, oh, well, what if this and like, what if, you know, prime is this and what, it, how many other planets are there? And, you know, what is, what is truly that thing? I'm going to let some dude that wants to really get deep in that stuff do that. And I'll fold it in however I want with that. But like off world has been my my black box of like, I've got ideas, I've got theories, but there's so many different angles and so many different comics and novels that hit different things that kind of just become like fodder of people fighting with each other. <laughs> I'm like, no, because in this, it did this. Well, no, and this and this, but that's like, that's comic book laws. You have to disagree with each other because there's so many different things. It's like, you know, getting into a Thor's hammer debate. Yeah. I will say though that, you know, we've, we've never had 
had female predators outside of the the novels and, and comics. And I've always wanted to see one in the movies. And we kind of got a, a tease of that with some of the concept art of the third film that they were just throwing around during development. So your studio just introducing this into the franchise in, in a video game form, I think, was was a great portrayal. Personally, it's what I've always imagined that they would be. Well, and and I mean, like we talked about last time when when we were bringing this up, it's like it's it needs to be there. The females need to be there. And so it was just a given like, okay, we're going to make male and female fire teams. Well, we have to make male and female predators like it just has. We have got to represent a other other part of the species. They're so human-esque that the cosplayers out there that have been doing female predators for years in different ranges, but like there's some cosplay groups that are making amazing female predators. So it's like, that is so fucking badass. And that is so cool to see groups doing that. And then like the comics have always touched on it that we had, we just had to do a female you know, to go back to the question, I really never thought of it just because I don't feel like, you know, you getting into that whole structure is very, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like what Dutch said in the tapes, though, how they don't fuck around like the males do. And it was kind of a cool scene where she killed his team and left him with a net scar when she could have killed him. But just the thought, like leaving him with the idea that she could have killed him with that scar was was more satisfying, I thought. Yeah, I mean, when we were working on that, there's definitely ideas of who she is and and all of that fun stuff. But it teased royalty, didn't it? Huh? The the log teased royalty. Yeah. In regards to her. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. Like, like I said, it's like, I really hope that someone just takes everything that we wrote and brings it into, into other angles because I make video games. I don't write books or, or <laughs> so, you know, I'm just hoping that someone takes it and runs or even just fan fiction or, or something like that. You know, that, that is the most powerful thing is like the community to drive all of that. That's really the thing that we're hoping to do is like give these people that are fans the, you know, here's more, here's more breath of this. You know, usually we're stuck at like a comic, but the comics are very, very much like this is, you know, what we're talking about. There isn't much, many loose ends that are, that are left out. We left a lot of loose ends out so people can take it and keep on running with it. Hopefully something happens. And I suspect your answer probably applies to our next community member question. This is by our contributing writer, Voodoo Magic, uh, who would like to know if you have plans to flesh out the predator as in the creature, its society, etc. side of the lore and any future content, which it sounds like that that's yeah. something you'd prefer to leave mysterious. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if it if it gets to the point where it's a necessity for the game, I will try to figure those pieces out. But, you know, it is it is. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I think that there's some things that almost need to be mysterious. Like it's I think that it allows people to think bigger, like or even bring up their own things that might add to it, like the bad bloods and everything like that. We haven't even touched those guys. Um, we hope you do. We hope yeah. you do. <laughs> well, I mean, they're there. There's there's so many pieces that are in the universe. That it's like, oh, let's let's touch on some of this. Let's touch on some of that. I don't I don't want to just be like, brother, all mine. I'm the right. Oh, <laughs> this is all I'm doing. I want other people to to add to it. I, you know, we 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 are a collaborative this franchise is collaborative, I feel. You know, that's that's the way that I see it. But on the flip side of that, I think the breadth of franchise also gives you just so much fodder to play with as well. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's like we we stayed with like the weapons, for example, we stayed with very almost like ancient style and then a few of the cannon things. But then it's like, oh, NECA just put out that uh, that sniper rifle. That's pretty. Interesting. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> that looks like, badass. you know, it's yeah. like there's there's these things that everyone else does. And that's what I like. I, you know, I, I love collaborate collaborating with this, you know, bigger thing and, and people kind of you know getting excited around everything. You know, that's that's is exactly why, you know, Alpha is is here well speaking of people getting super excited about things superior iron man had a fucking ton of questions so <laughs> I've, I've tried to condense them down into just two questions i've got the first and adam's got the second so first of all he'd, he'd just like to know specifically when hunting grounds takes place now given the dutch title as 2025 i'm gonna guess it's a safe bet to say it's all in 2025 yeah, I feel like when we were figuring out when the time was, that was the safest time between the last movie, which is air quotes contemporary for now, to a good time that Stargazer could have declined and OWF and and everything to have ha- to have happened to to move forward with that, and also the idea of more predators and everything like that. So. And you've already answered this a bit with a Stargazer OWLF discussion, but Superior Iron Man's second question is how specific elements from the Predator film tie into hunting grounds? Are we going to see the Predator killer armor <laughs> from the end of the film? <laughs> Successfully dodged that one for almost a year of interviews. <laughs> Just hey, it wasn't it wasn't our yeah. question. While I'm quite happy never to see the Predator Killer in the game, I must admit, I, I would still like to be able to pick up some shitty reverse engineered Predator tech on as a, as a fire team member. I will. I'm adding that one to your list of here. I'd like to see this kind of thing. And vice versa. One of the few cool things I liked about the Predator movie was when the Predator used human weaponry, which would be fun if it ever, if it ever happened in a game. There's another one for the list. Yeah, that, <laughs> that last one. That last one's a lot more difficult just because of an, a, animation sets and all that. But uh, yeah. I want to remind you about my my talk about Dutch. Oh yeah, there's stuff. There's stuff. Hmm. There's definitely stuff. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And that's everything from us. We're all tapped out for the night. But before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to share? Any other stories or thoughts that we haven't given you the opportunity to discuss? So the sucky part is that this is coming out after this is going to happen. But what day is it today? Today's Wednesday. This Friday. This Friday, which would be the 12th. We're raising the level cap. Yes. Um, we were just we're, talking about that off the yep. air, actually. Raising the level cap to, to 150. We're adding all of the knives into the ranks. We're adding Arnold's gear into it, so the hammerhead and all of that fun stuff. And just to really, really make you guys chase it, we're adding the Elder Predator to 150. That's that's an unlock. Oh, that's from Predator class. 2? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. He's gonna be a little surprised that we're adding to everyone. So that's that's under friend EA. You guys can't talk about it until Friday, but once that no. goes out, you know, you could say that you knew about it. But uh, Mr. Seal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really exciting. I mean, we're we felt that eighty seven being that that deal or the the pre order exclusive, you know, was there. And so Elder is is so close to eighty seven that we're like, okay, let's make an elder, let's make that so that's a chase item at one fifty when we when we raise the level cap. So that's, you know, a, a pretty big surprise that's happening. Uh, this week, which is which is really great, so I'm I'm super excited to see what. Given that he doesn't have 
a mask in the film, have you guys designed something for him or is he going in there bareback? Oh, uh, <laughs> we got, <laughs> uh, we got a, a NECA, a NECA's elder had a helmet. So we, we went off of theirs. That was a uh, exciting part of it. And uh, yeah, we're just going to keep on moving forward with all of that on free, free gear. So, yeah, that'll yeah. be awesome to see him in the game. Is that the paid DLC too? Or is that the, nope. you said that's a free update for the 150? Yeah, so so June's DLC will be a separate announcement. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Just so many items, so many things that are happening with this game that it's like, oh god damn it, just come, just like you know, smack me in a hammer so I can so I can go into a coma for a few weeks and 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 come back. It all be done. <laughs> cool. All right, well, thank you once again, Jared, for joining us. It's very yeah, thank much you. appreciated. Absolutely, guys. Do you want to redirect people towards your Twitter? Or anything? Do you want to pimp that? Actually, I mean, it's it's at Gerritsen. It's just my last name. In this current state of things, it's not always Predator stuff. I just <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's just uh, you know more ilphonic than you know than me for sure. And um, if you've come to this to listen to Jared talk rather than being familiar with us already, you can find the hub of our activity on avpgalaxy.net. That's news, written articles, um, an old school message board. We're still, we're hanging in there, guys. I, I don't like Facebook discussion, so I'm clinging to that organized message board. And thankfully, it's still very active. So if you want to come and talk in an organized fashion as well, click the click the forum button and uh, sign up and get stuck in there with the rest of us Predator and Alien nerds <laughs> we're also on all the socials instagram facebook twitter that'll be at avp galaxy or alien versus predator galaxy versus as in vs and if you're listening to this there is also other options for the podcast you can come and watch them on our youtube channel again alien versus predator galaxy there's also law videos um, editorial pieces uh, let's plays live streams you name it come and pop on the youtube channel and uh, and have a gander this has been Aaron Percival. And Adam Zeller. And Jared Gerritsen. Get to the chopper. <laughs>